Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming to Teen Contemplation here in still early September. And let's take a, a minute here while our kettle is heating and we're gathering up anything that we might need for our practice today to just observe how we're feeling, just get settled in the body. So making ourselves nice and comfy on whatever cushion we are practicing on today and really making a conscious effort to adjust our posture, adjust our center of gravity, really kind of smushing into your seat intentionally, squeezing and releasing muscles. And as you start to settle in, just observe for a moment your, your default position that you go to. So when you come to sit down, where does, where does everything land? Where do you put your feet? Which direction do you cross your legs if you do so? Where do you tend to put your hands? What position are your palms? Notice your back. You feel if maybe might be leaning a little bit forward or curling backward. Notice your neck, the position of your head on the top of the spine. Especially depending on how we might work during the rest of the day, we might have a tendency that we're throwing our head back just a little bit and kind of creating a little bit of crunching in the back of the neck. And notice where you tend to rest your gaze when you first sit down. Where are the first places that you're looking in your room? And so we're just noticing this habit energy we might have, wherever that starting point might be. It's what is just showing up with us today. And also what may show up with us regularly. It may just be how in this particular season or however we just are, that this is, this is where we're starting from. So we're just watching this, we're just noticing. And now give yourself the chance to question and to ask, is all of this fully comfortable for you? Is this helpful? Is there something you could do to make yourself even just like 10% more comfortable? So perhaps taking a moment to balance the head and the neck a little bit more, maybe just slightly tucking the chin inward towards the chest just a little bit and notice the space that that creates in the back of the neck when you do so. And then play with a little bit 
where your center of gravity is in the body, where your center point is, maybe leaning a little bit forward, leaning a little bit back to the side, almost like trying to get to the center of the compass there. Find the point where it feels like you're not leaning in any direction. And these little movements might be just little tiny millimeters, maybe not even observable to somebody outside. But you can feel yourself just kind of shifting, swaying a little bit. And see if you can find a point where the effort to be upright is just a little bit softer. And shift your awareness to the muscles of the hips and the low back. Whenever you find that point, it's your center and just invite heaviness, invite a weight, a sturdiness to rest in that place. So if perhaps you were feeling like a lot of the weight or heaviness was maybe even in the upper body today, maybe even the chest, the shoulders, something just kind of tugging at you, see if you can just let it slide down, settle to the hips, base of the spine, your seat. Checking in with your legs, your feet. If we can feel them. And if we feel that they have space and that they're comfortable. If you're sitting in a chair, for example, we consciously placing both feet on the floor. And squishing the toes a little bit and so you can really feel the floor for just a moment. Just shift your awareness to feel the sensation of maybe it's carpet or maybe it's smooth wood. Just dip into that awareness for a bit of floor beneath you. And now let's do the same thing with the hands and the arms. So inviting the arms to fully relax and then checking in with the sensation that is happening at the palms and the fingertips. Maybe your hands are resting on your legs or on a piece of fabric, a blanket. Maybe they're resting on the floor, or on the table in front of you and just like move your hands around just a little bit. Just feel that sensation of whatever is underneath there. Just checking in with it. And finally, allowing this awareness now to come to our breathing itself. So when we extend the invitation in sessions to notice the breath, what is your default? Where do you go? In what way do you notice? Is it a specific region in the body, like the chest or the belly, or the sensation of air around the nose, perhaps? 
Or does it feel like it's a little bit more of an abstract question? Which is the conscious awareness of I am breathing. Here's my in-breath. Here's my out-breath. But it's not too specific from there. So let's notice, where's your default? Where does your attention go when you are invited to notice your breathing? again here too allowing ourselves to ask the question is this comfortable is your default way of operating with this awareness helpful if not let's see how we can get a little bit more specific so is there a part of the breathing that if you pause to think about it that you particularly enjoy What is a part of your breath that you find some sort of pleasure in? It could be when you intentionally try to slow the inhale a little bit to feel a little bit more texture. Or maybe you enjoy taking a slightly deeper in-breath, feeling the belly expand. Maybe you enjoy taking a little pause at the top before consciously letting the breath go. Maybe it's the slowness of an exhale and the way that it interacts with the muscles of the shoulders. Let's see if there's a part of the breath cycle that you particularly enjoy. It is enjoyable for you to observe and just notice that. So now that we've done this little bit of fully settling into the body, let's practice playing with this a bit now with our tea. So we're just expanding our sensory awareness around us. Coming back into full sensation of where we're sitting and our whole being. And we're inviting tea into our space. So let's pick up our tea that we are choosing to practice with today. And as we go through perhaps what are some familiar steps for us when we're making our tea. Today, let's give pause and really think about each of those steps. 
And again, this question of what is our default way of interacting with it? It's a way of thinking of how wide and expansive is our field of awareness? Is it just like a little small piece that is immediately in front of us or can we stretch out a bit further? So as we pick up the leaves and we notice the texture and shape and color of each leaf and where we see variety of color and shape, how do we go about that process of noticing? Do you typically start by looking in the center and then kind of gradually going outward? Do you find a particularly colorful or noticeably different spot, the first thing that catches your eye and you start there? Do you stop there or do you keep going? And as you play with the leaves a little bit, pick them up, maybe give them a little squeeze or kind of roll them around, between the fingertips and notice their sounds and their textures. Are we doing this in a way that is the habit energy or are we genuinely in the moment and really curious? How do we demonstrate our curiosity? And now bring the tea to your nose. Allowing the in-breath and the out-breath to interact with our tea. And here just notice the tendencies that we have. So as you bring the tea to your face, do you tend to close your eyes and really sink into that experience? Or do you keep the eyes open, perhaps focused on a particular point? Or if the eyes are open, are they kind of wandering around the room? Is there a sense of a little bit of restlessness and not quite sure where to settle? We don't have to change anything. There's not a, actually a correct way that we're supposed to be smelling our tea. But just notice the way that you tend to do it and invite yourself to question is this really the way that I intend to do this or could I do something a little bit different could I try closing my eyes could I try looking at a steady point Remembering that smelling the tea is the first step towards going inward. And then when you're ready, go ahead and let's serve ourselves a little bit of tea. Just taking a nice little scoop with the fingertips here. And again, just paying awareness to is this the amount we actually intend to take? Is this what we really need? Or is this just the, the habit that's coming up? That it's always this much? And seeing where there could be room for curiosity, for questioning, doing it a little bit different today.
in a moment, we'll reach for our kettle. But before we do that, observe what comes up in the body and in the mind when we're aware that we're going to make a movement, when we're aware that we're going to transition to the next thing. If there's any sense of rushing or feeling the need to do something in a correct way, to be quick about it, to be quick about it in order to get back to the activity, right? As if we're temporarily leaving the meditation to go get our hot water and then coming back into the meditation once we have it and then realizing that's yeah, actually all part of the same thing. <laughs> So just notice what comes up and through that, see if there's like a little space for a little clarity that we can go get our hot water when we're ready and do so in the least habitual way we possibly can, not the normal way that you turn to go get your hot water doing so in the full awareness of the present moment that you're in. There's no need to rush. There's no one who is watching the way that you're doing it and judging you and assessing the way that you handle your kettle. Just pick up the kettle. And whenever you find yourself with your hot water and back at your seat, and here we often like to take a little pause as a way of just settling the movement and just coming back to the immediacy of the space that we're in. And then from this point, we slowly add water over our leaves. We'll just notice the patterns that you tend to like to make with your water. Where do you start your pouring? Is it from the center and working out? Is it moving along the sides? Do you like to make little zigzag patterns? If you've ever worked at Starbucks, maybe you know how to make the little crosshatch of caramel sauce and you find yourself doing that still with your hot water. Sometimes I do that. Let's notice, how do you like to play with your water? And setting the kettle down. Relaxing the hands. And what do you see? What is in the field of your awareness that you are particularly drawn to paying attention to right now? The first thing that you're looking at where you're resting your attention what is it and wherever that little point is see if you can expand to the next layer just outside of that, what's immediately touching it? 
Can you hold both of those things at the same time? Go a little bit wider. What's the next layer? Maybe it's including little details like the length of light and shadows on your table. See how wide you can take this perception, this whole of awareness, before you start to notice the nuance of the original point, blend away a little bit. And at any point in that, can you include yourself? Can you include an awareness of yourself sitting here with your tea as well as the tea at the same time? It's not, you know, there's, it's not a competition. There's no gold stars being awarded if you can do it or not. It's just the question, are you able to? Now picking up your bowl of tea and bringing the tea to the nose, breathing in the aroma. Seeing if here does it become a little bit easier in any way to have awareness of both yourself and the tea at the same time. Maybe if you feel called to and the temperature is okay, you'd like to take a little sip of the tea. Just observe where your awareness is resting. Is it more specifically with the bowl of tea or the space around you or is it somewhere within yourself? And there's not any place where it is supposed to be or that it needs to be right now. Just notice where the awareness is. And moving at your own pace, just taking a little sip of tea anytime you're ready. And after each sip, just lowering the bowl for a second. And checking out how this feels to interact with something and how that changes your perception. That changes what you're paying attention to. That you're closer to it and you're more involved with it.
And this little activity of slowly intertwining more with the tea has something to teach us about our engagement in the world around us. Those little quiet lessons that we can learn here about our own very individual and very temperamental, very seasonal way that we pay attention, that we direct our awareness, and how we spread that out, how we divide it up. Sometimes we can pay attention to many things at once, and others, it's just easier to focus on only the one thing. Taking a sip of tea, where is your awareness right now? Let's ask the question in a different way. What do you enjoy paying the most attention to right now as you sip your tea? Noticing little things like the slow warmth that comes over the body. the shifting and changing of our breath. Maybe things that seemed kind of cloudy and nebulous before seem a little bit clearer. There's a little bit more of a focus on one thing that we want to be thinking on right now. Or maybe the pausing to be with tea for you represents awareness of your own self-care and awareness of how it feels to take a break to take care of yourself. And consider as we sip our tea, what feels most enjoyable? in our awareness right now. And how can we use that to help us when we are juggling multiple things that call for our attention and not all of them necessarily enjoyable?
Purnat Purnam Mudachate Purnasya Purnam Adaya Purnam Eva Vashishate That's the uh, Purna mantra, I suppose you could say. The translation is so bizarre. Purna means whole, uh, complete, full. So the translation is, that is the perfect whole, this is the perfect whole. From the whole comes the whole. The whole remains whole, even as the whole comes out of the whole. So it's prettier in the Sanskrit. <laughs> I like to also read this translation, replacing the word whole with full or fullness. That is the perfect fullness. This is the perfect fullness. From the full comes the full. The full remains full, even as fullness comes out of the full. I thought that would be a nice chant to share today because as I understand it, uh, it is a meditation on the uh, fullness of, of awareness itself. Uh, that when Suze asks us to bring our attention to the T-bowl, in that moment our awareness is full. And when Suze asks us to bring our awareness to ourselves observing and the tea that we are observing at the same time, our awareness is also full in that moment. And so there is something in this way of viewing reality that um, suggests that there is something beneath or beyond the, the movement and the permutation of life, that there is also this kind of somehow completeness of all moments. It's a tricky concept to wrap your head around. Um, but I think that it is particularly interesting and useful when looking at these, this thing that we call our mind. 
and the fields of our attention. One of the words that you might use to translate uh, the word thought into Sanskrit is vikalpa. Vikalpa, V-I-K-A-L-P-A. And the literal translation of vikalpa is divided construction. So if this space of the mind is full, then a, a thought is like a little, I think about it like a little origami animal or something. You're just taking this open substrate and um, dividing it into this temporary construction, vikalpa. It's such a great word for a thought. And I bring this up because it also suggests the view of energy and the mind uh, in this yoga philosophy. That when we create a thought, we are also kind of directing some of the flow of energy in, into a particular construct. And so it's not that the full energy of the mind is holding that thought, but it's more like, you know, if I have so much available electricity in my apartment, I've got one outlet that's powering this tea kettle. So there's still more, you could say, ambient energy, but now some is being used to heat the tea. And in the same way that when I'm chewing on something, when I'm chewing on a thought, uh, I'm drawing from this kind of reserve of energy. And when I have many thoughts, I'm sending a little bit of energy in a lot of different directions. And I think that this is a really useful like illustration of what we mean when we say we're scattered, like I'm feeling scattered. Right? It's, uh, it's not just that there are a lot of things operating uh, internally, we're holding a lot of things, but it's also that for each of those things, there isn't actually a lot of energy. So we're sort of tired and overwhelmed in that space. And so this is one of our paths to grounding, right? If we accept this proposal for energy in the mind, one of the ways that we might work towards grounding ourselves is to let go of uh, some of the things that we're holding mentally, to let go of things. And to um, another way to say that is to, to focus on one thing or to, to practice focusing on one thing. And it sounds so mechanical when you say it that way. Hey, just practice focusing on one thing. 
don't know if you've ever tried that, especially when the mind wants to hold a lot of other things. Oh, these are frustrating, <laughs> frustrating moments of practice. <laughs> and um, so, you know, the, the interesting question that comes up is like, well, why? If I know, if this mind that's creating these constructs, if one of those constructs is the awareness that it would be beneficial for me to let go of some of these things that my mind is holding on to, why is it difficult? Why is it difficult to do that? And I think on one level, we have a simple answer, which is like momentum, you know, that each of those things that we are thinking about, um, we've also been kind of in practice or training in training the mind to hold those patterns. And so there's a sort of internal momentum going. And, you know, this is what takes us into maybe a realm like cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's like, all right, we wanna, we wanna work on this thought, so we're gonna continuously introduce this other thought as a way of maybe like building momentum for a shift. But then I think there's also this more tender aspect to this question. Like, why can't, why can't I just let go of these extraneous things or these things that I know aren't maybe serving um, my health or my groundedness? And uh, I'm not entirely sure how to explain it, but I, I want to say things like, um, it's a it's a grief process even to let go of something that you know is not good for you. That every time we allow the mind its natural dynamism and flexibility, that every time we actually allow the mind to show us just how incredibly powerful it is and, and um, how much freedom the mind has to move. Every time we allow that to happen, there is also this loss of identity in that moment. New identity is being gained, of course, through the process, but there is also loss. And I think that that is worth recognizing that, that that is a source of pain. Maybe the root point that I want to make today is that to a person who holds a different philosophy of mind, it might be natural to think that when the mind is not full of thoughts, it is not full of energy. But from this philosophical position, when the mind is calm, it is also at its most energized in this, what sort of sounds like a paradox, but if you've ever had like a really good moment, 
in pranayama or meditation or some sort of contemplative practice where you, you have a, a glimpse of that calm mind, that is not a state of, um, it's not a void, right? It's not, it's not a vacuum. There is so much presence in that state. So maybe a way to say it is that the, according to this view, the energy of thinking and the energy of mind is um, additive, like, like colors in the light spectrum. You know, when you, when you bring the colors of the light spectrum back into their fullness, they sort of both disappear and become uh, completely full of light. Um, that the mind is something like that. And so, you know, as we, as we approach this uh, season of uh, a lot of change, the, the cooling of the weather and all of its attendant beauty and also sorrow, <laughs> those of us that are summer bugs, just like grieving right now, respect that. Um, that there is a lot of interesting, skillful orchestration to be done up here in the theater of the mind. Because on some level, it is, on some level, it is our choice, what we, what we hold mentally. And perhaps a way of saying that is also that the more skillful we get in our practice, the more it feels like a choice, what we're chewing on. Right? Thank you for joining us today for Tea and Contemplation. Um, if you have any questions about anything that I shared, you can always reach me via email, info at adamgrassi.com. And uh, I'm also pretty active on Instagram. It's just my name, Adam Grassi. <laughs> and Suze? You can reach me at uh, suze at beingtea.com, S-O-O-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at beingtea pretty straightforward. Tea and Contemplation is hosted as a live event every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So in addition to the podcast, if you'd ever like to join us live and have some community time with our sharing circle afterward, you're more than welcome to join us. Uh, and this show is supported entirely by listeners like you. We are here for you. So <laughs> if you would like to sign up for a session or just contribute to support the show in any way, uh, there's a link in the show notes. It's at buymeacoffee.com slash TNC podcasts. We hope to see you sometime soon. <laughs>